Welcome back to episode seven of our marriage podcast here at Celebration Church. We're calling Be Loved. I'm your host, Brooklyn Clark, and I'm joined here by my parents and lead pastors, Brandon and Krista Clark. What's up? Hello. All right. So we are still here dealing with the big five, which are? That's right. The big five, the big five places you're going to have to find a place of agreement in every marriage, and that is money, family philosophy, kids, God, and sex. And we are in number four right now, which is um, how God plays a role in marriage. That's right. So let's dive into that. Well, we've talked about over and over again, we've talked about the idea that we have to have agreement. Two can't walk together unless they agree till death do us part. It's the longest walk ever. And so just like any of these other things, God plays a significant role. You've got to be in agreement on the area that God plays. And sometimes people can say, well, let's just agree to disagree on that. And the thing is, is if somebody's walking with God, um, this shapes um, their life. They cannot not be uh, influenced and informed in their decision-making by that. So you've got to be willing to find a real place of agreement on it. Uh, in fact, this is hit on in Matthew chapter 12, um, when Jesus again is talking to the Pharisees and uh, about driving out demons, um, which we're not dealing with like the demonic right now, but we are <laughs> dealing with agreement. And in verse 24 of Matthew 12 says, but when the Pharisees heard this, they said, it's only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow, they won't even call Jesus Jesus, this fellow drives out demons. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, mm-hmm. and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. And so any place of division within a household, even when it comes to this area uh, of God, it's going to create a problem. We've got yeah. to find a place of agreement on this front. Most people think that the big question here is, how does God fit into our marriage? But the real question should be, um, how does our marriage fit into God's plan? That's, you can't, you can't try to fit God into a little shape here or a little shape there. It's got to be that it's God's plan and how does your marriage, your relationship work with that? For sure. For sure. It's, if God is the author of life, why would you only want the author of life only partially in your marriage that somehow he's going to fit in, you know, Sunday mornings or those kinds of pieces, but it's not going to fit in all of it. And so, uh, but I realized that ramping up to this, um, to getting that where we want to see how our marriage fits into God's plan, that there is a place where there's a decision that has to be made. And again, it has to be a place of, it has to be a place of agreement Something you'll see if you go to um, any Christian bookstore or you uh, look for something that has to do with your household, Joshua 24, 15 shows up over and over again. And here Joshua is here. At the, it's the end of, of the book of Joshua. He's helped lead the, the, the people of Israel into the promised land. And he's letting them know you're, you're going to have to make up your own mind. And so he says there in the beginning, Uh, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, 
Then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors, <coughs> whether the gods your ancestors served uh, beyond the Euphrates, or the gods of the Amorites, or in whose land you're living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And ultimately, that decision is the is the core decision on this. Are we going to? serve God? Are we going to look and see what he wants for us? Or we want to try to insert God to serve us on these moments. And Mm -hmm. if you can find a place of agreement that as a marriage, as a family, Mm -hmm. we're going to serve the Lord and believe that what he has best is what's best uh, for our family. Uh, the truth is, is that uh, any change from the current pattern of how life is going can be a challenge. Uh, you know, we talked about and we, we've kind of progressed through this to get to this place of God. But, you know, you have family philosophy. Well, some of that can be, well, we were raised going to church or we were raised not going to church, you know. And so or we were raised, you know, Catholic or Protestant or all of these different things. Well, you move along, and if God had not been a solid part of the way that you did life, well, then all of a sudden when somebody decides to um, that they're going to have a relationship with God, well, that is, that's going to affect that's going to affect the other one. And so any change, whether it's, okay, we're going to be just Sunday morning attendees, and then one of the spouses says, hey, I think we ought to be involved in a small group. Well, man, that changes the way you know, your whole life is going to go. That's going to now take an evening. That's going to take more planning. And if you're not on the same page, man, it can, it can create some real places of tension. And so all along the way, whether, um, you know, there was, you know, no church, what's amazing. We talked about, you know, in a previous podcast that you have kids. Well, now all of a sudden, maybe church wasn't a big deal. All of a sudden, kids come along, and you're like, oh, man. We probably really ought ought to have the kids in church. I was raised in church. We kind of know better than this. We've maybe been doing some things that just affected the two of us, but now it's affecting the kids. Well, maybe one spouse says, I'm just fine with not going to church. Well, all of a sudden, because the kids came along, you want to go to church, and now there's this place of tension, and it just, it shifts over and over again so uh at any point in the relationship things can begin to shift and sometimes maybe you there's a a point of attraction and you're attracted to somebody and um you know maybe they're have a relationship with god and you don't realize it maybe um that all of that stuff comes out later so i know even when cutie and i first met um you know i was had newly really invigorated my relationship with God and then I meet you and I was honestly in a place where I was like going full bore for Jesus and I wasn't even looking for a girlfriend and then all of a sudden God brings me this amazing woman Um, but at that very moment of us meeting you were not church life wasn't a part of your daily life. it wasn't a part of my daily life it wasn't even like on my radar Um, I Growing up, I went to church off and on, but my experiences weren't the best experiences. Um, And so when 
I met Brandon, that was not something that, you know, in my college days or early college days did I think would be something that was going to be such a drastic turn for me, such a pull, such an attraction to me later on. And when we met, it was spring break and I was going one way with my spring break and he comes home and they're going to prayer meetings and I'm just uh, I'm gonna admit I was a little confused as to how on earth did young did a young person be act so old and do old people things (laughs) and um, that was just kind of my thought process on this and so but it didn't take me long it didn't take me long to decide that Yes, that was, whether Brandon was in my life or not, that was what was going to be my drive from there on. But it was a decision that I had to make. It was a choice that, it was a a dynamic one. It was one that I think really turned a whole lot of things for me and the way my life was headed. For sure. And then as our relationship went, there was a place to where initially our relationship was as I had had more church experience. I had had, you know, more time in the scriptures. And so whether we read the scriptures at night when we were, you know, first married and I'd read them to you and some of those stories you were getting to experience for the first time. And it was really neat to be a part of that and have a lot of questions to then one day. All of a sudden, now it's not me being the one in the driver's seat. Now you are pouring back into me and discipling me. And that was even a change because that was a place that we had to navigate because there was a place where early on I was clearly in the driver's seat as kind of the one who was maybe more informed about the things of the scriptures and that I was used to making the decisions and feeling like I was the one that knew what what God had to say in a particular place and thing. And that, man, she could, she was mature. She could hear God for herself. And even just those roles to where her challenging me and saying, Bran, um, I don't, I don't know that this is exactly what maybe we need to do, or I'm sensing something else from the Holy Spirit. And so even that was a place where in the way our relationship with God and each other shifted that I had to adjust to her her maturity in the in the word and her maturity in the scriptures and her being a real partner in this and every change is an is an opportunity for a challenge every change good changes obviously bad changes um, theology growth is one of those things you know when you say I do you say you're saying you know I love you just the way you are. Don't ever change, but we do change, and we especially change as followers of Christ. You know we grow and we mature, and sometimes one maybe matures at a little faster rate than the yeah. other, and that can become a place of tension when somebody's getting some revelation about some new aspect of our relationship with God, and maybe the other one's kind of at a dry season. Um, you know. How sad would it be for somebody to have a real place of sweetness in the in their relationship with God, and it turned to a place of tension with their spouse? It just should never be that. And well, and it's it's not ever meant to be that one holds God 
over the other one's head. It's always meant to be that the two of you are doing this together. And I think that that needs to be emphasized that whoever was, you know, if there was one of the in the relationship in the couple that was, you know, more whatever, more of the leader in this area, that doesn't mean that it's held over the one who's who's growing, who's who um, for sure is still, you know, walking a few things out. It's meant to be done together everything in a relationship is meant to be done together and in all honesty when there was a place where he was more the the leader and whatnot and then I started speaking up that didn't mean that the headship of our relationship or of our home changed it just meant that I actually had some I could hear God and and could speak some things that I was hearing and I think that that he used that the Lord used that just to let me see I could hear him that I could understand his guidance and his yeah. leading just as well. I didn't have to go to Brandon to hear what God was saying for us. I could I could hear it on my own that I wasn't missing it per se. And when you truly love someone and you're truly walking out um in a in a marriage you want the other one to thrive and to have laugh a laugh giving experience as well. It's and it's good to um, encourage that for both both parties. Of course, and one of the most amazing things of having a a dynamic relationship with God together as a couple is, of course, we keep coming back to the the whole theme of this podcast of being loved. And the, the truth is we love because God first loved us. And as we grow and receive God's love in a deeper level, we actually get freed up to genuinely love one another. And too many times people try to use the, the God thing as a club. And I love that you said, you know, don't hold God over somebody. So many times you say, well, the Bible says this to try to manipulate to get your way. Well, that's not love. Um, love isn't manipulative. No, love doesn't strong arm. And yeah. God ministers to us and leads us uh, with his kindness and his love. And that's what leads us to change our mind, which is what the word repentance means. It's just change the way you think. And so as you we grow in receiving God's love, then we can really love together. But this issue of God and the marriage, um, it's one that's um, it's one that can become a sticking point if we don't watch it. It helps if you already are doing things like praying together, talking about what God is doing in your heart and life. Around our home, there's a whole lot of, I mean, our conversations as a whole are a whole lot about um, what we're doing for the Lord, what, what happened in our day with the Lord, what things we felt like he was saying as far as in our own basic life steps and you know just folding laundry or whatever there are things that he speaks to us and so in our home the Clark home that is probably pretty high percentage of our conversations and so but I do believe that part of the reason why that is so um, high today is because on purpose when we first were dating and 
got married, that was our, we made those be our conversations, our For topic sure. of conversation yeah, that's good. on a regular basis. Um, there's a lot of times that this, that we would just be, Brandon would start talking and he'd talk to me in the middle of a conversation. He'd start something because it had been going on in his <laughs> mind and what yeah. he had been dealing with, with the Lord all day. For sure. And I, it, Although it was quite frustrating to try to catch up to where he was at when the conversation started, I understood that it was something that was of comfort. It was his autopilot to have this going on nonstop in his brain of what God is doing in him. And so it brought along a piece of a peace in me, a sense of, you know, stability and a firm foundation, because I did know that this was our, this was his daily way of doing things. And I knew how I did ran my day. And I knew that that was a part of our, of my daily doings was having the ongoing conversations and thoughts and whatnot of where God was leading me for during that time. And so it made it a whole lot easier for us to make decisions based on what the Holy Spirit was saying when it was something that we were both very comfortable with discussing. And it just That's starts good. out being awkward. You have to address and go through the awkward stage before you get to the comfortable stage. And we've all gone through the awkward stage and you can think, well, I'm the only one having to do this. Well, that's not true. We all started in the awkward stage. I mean, you can imagine I, I didn't know the Lord and then I knew the Lord while we were dating. And then we're talking about what Jesus is saying in our daily life. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's saying to me. And I learned how to hear that. For and sure. though we had those awkward moments and that's how you get to that place is by going through, um, the awkward moment when we um were dating uh we decided that we were going to get married and um <clears throat> brandon i we lived in odessa and brandon had been to school here at asu and it was time to bring him back he'd been home for the summer and we'd spent the summer together and then it was time to bring him back for this fall semester and uh neither one of us were happy with that and so he was nope. gone for like mm, a day and a half maybe yes. at the most and we were talking on the phone and we were like, okay, we have to get married now. And this was at the end of August. Yeah, we were pathetic. <laughs> we were. We were both crying all the time. Yes. And so he had been gone just a few days, uh, just seriously, not, I don't even, a day and a half maybe at maybe. the most. And so he came back home and we went and got a marriage license. And we were like, we're getting married now. And so we were going to, uh, we had planned for Labor Day by this point. I mean, in our little bit of planning that we did. Uh, in the two minutes that it took us to decide that, we decided for the next weekend, which would be Labor Day weekend. And um, we, so we, he came home to Odessa. We decided to tell our parents. They said, we well, need to find a place to live. And so we came back to find a place to live. And there was nothing available nothing, in this town. Nothing. Nothing available. School had already started. Yes. And everybody took everything. And so we were sitting in what used to be Shakey's. Yep. And, um, we were like, um, now, I had found an amazing rent house. No, you did not. Well, it just had a hole in the dining room floor, <laughs> but I could have patched it. No, just had a hole. I wasn't living there. Desperate. I was so ready. Had a hole in the dining room floor. Hey, I can fix it. Yeah, no. And so right. we, that was our option and that was not an option. 
And so, but I believe that it was when the Lord started talking to us that during at that house that maybe now is not the time that, and so we sat down at Shakey's and we were eating and I was like, I think we should wait. And you could just see this weight come off of him. Like I, you're right. And I think that he was willing to make it happen because I needed to make it, you know, for me, for me, I think he was willing to make it happen. But when I said, I think we should wait, I could see that the Lord was already talking to him because that weight just came off and he was like, I think you're right. And so we waited till New Year's Eve. I mean, it wasn't too long, but it was 72 years, if you ask us, in that little bit of time. And here's what was amazing. God's wisdom was so much in that because in the that semester, um, there really was a significant place where you grew spiritually I did. I had to cling to the Lord. You, I did. you grew spiritually so much in that. And little did we know that, you know, we'd be married in New Year's Eve, move back here, and by March, yeah. uh, be on a church staff. And we'd been in ministry from that day forward. And that that little season, which doesn't sound like much, but us making the decision, the hard decision, to not get married and wait a little bit. And then when we did, um, we were in uh, uh, a better place spiritually. We and were. that was what it was. It wasn't like we saved up a bunch of money when we're in a better oh, place no. financially. No, it wasn't all. like any of these other places that we could have, you know, found a better a better spot. It was a it was a spiritual growth time. That's good for the both of us, and well, it was and much I think needed. He, I think he used he took that moment to speak to both of us. To lead us together as a couple. And everybody's going to have those moments. And it's not just going to be a moment. It's going to be a million of those moments. And so, you know, we we started at that point. You start today where God is leading you both. It's not, you know, well, we missed it because we've been married for so long and we missed that time. No, he's speaking today and and that's the thing is is that he he started us out before we got married but I feel like it was critical I feel like that moment we could have done we could have gotten married I think things would have been way different and way probably quite a bit harder but it does I mean I think that he just used that moment to start guiding us together without without a doubt and I just want to make a point of clarification. I realize you're listening to a church podcast. If you're t- tuning into this, you know that you know us as pastors. We've been in ministry for 25 years. But when that point of that decision was made, um, ministry wasn't on our radar. We no. weren't doing this because we were trying. We wanted to be ministers. We weren't praying together because we were in ministry, and that's what good little pastors do. We're we're just believers. We're just the, just believers. This is what this is what people who have a relationship with God do. We ask, we invite God in to make a decision and in our lives and, and in our relationship. And we had no idea we were going to be in ministry. We had no idea we were going to start a church someday. This is just what you do, not because you're a preacher, but because you're a child of God. Yes, that's good. And that, that, that's how this goes. And then it, it cascaded into other things. And then, you know, eventually when we sold everything and traveled around in the motorhome and... So, which is a story all in and of itself, um, and that's what got us ready to to start and to kick off Celebration Church. Um, man, I prayed, uh, I prayed for for Cutie, 
because I knew she had to hear God for herself. I couldn't just say, hey, we're going to sell everything. We're going to uproot our family and do this wild thing. She had to hear God, and we had to be on page, not just with each other, but what we believed God was saying. And so this area of walking in agreement about the role of God, how God is going to influence and direct our lives, it is critical. But when you do it, man, you get this place all of a sudden, the, 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 our best decisions ever have come in including God and trying to follow the leading of His Spirit. Man, that has been the number one things we do. All right. Do you have any final thoughts to leave us with today? I think that if you can go through all of these episodes, if you can just figure out today what you can you two can agree on as far as where God is going to be in your marriage. A lot of the other things will fall together. But this is not one that you can be haphazard about. This one has to be on purpose. For sure. And it's not this thing of, okay, well we've decided God has to be in our marriage, so we need to be up at four AM to pray together and we need to read seven books by Friday and all of this. It's not that. That is no. not what we're talking about. No. We're talking about a daily Calm, peaceful walk with the Lord. That's right. There's not a lot. You can't put a lot of expectations on yourself. You just need to figure out what is he saying to you to today. And it's not vengeance is mine. It's not any of that. It's that he loves you and that he cares for you and he desires a relationship with you and he desires to be the center of your home. And that however that looks for you. That is what it's different for each person. It's not going to look the same. Yours is not going to look the same as ours. Right. That's good. That's good. I think she wrapped it up perfectly. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on episode seven. We are super excited to be having you here listening to our podcast and growing. If you have any questions, please email us at celebrate at celebrationchurchlive.com and we will see you in the next one.